0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. In a world that has become a world of, I guess, oversharing, we have a story of Rachel Kennedy, who believed it was her lucky day, and so did her family. The boyfriend and the mom jumping up and down, she was excited because it looked as though she won 182 million euros. That's about two hundred and fifty-four million uh, American dollars, because her lotto ticket numbers came in, but not so fast because uh, she didn't play her numbers that week. Oh man, that is like a knife in the heart. And by oversharing, the boyfriend tweeted when your missus decides to not play the Euro millions and all seven of her usual numbers come up and with crying face emojis, 182 million euros. And he showed the winning numbers from the uh, UK millionaire maker lotto man. I'll tell you what, we talk a lot about people fortunate enough to win hundreds of millions of dollars, but I don't know if, they could be together anymore after that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's time to it's time to break up. These are numbers you always play because they're your favorite numbers, and now they they come, they hit, and you didn't play them. Yeah, we can't be together anymore. Sorry, uh, I love you, but uh, I gotta go. <laughs> welcome, welcome to chewing the fat. <laughs> Pop-Tarts. You know them, you love them. The favorite, at least in my house, is the strawberry flavored Pop-Tarts. And you know, for a long time, you open them up and it doesn't seem like there's that much goo in the middle of them. It looks as though the goo is becoming smaller and smaller in the the Pop-Tart itself. Well, now there's a class action lawsuit against Kellogg's Sales Company because, uh, Anita Harris in the Southern District of Illinois argues that Kellogg's sales company is misleading consumers by promoting the breakfast pastry's strawberry filling in its label and marketing, giving an impression that the fruit filling contains a greater relative and absolute amount of strawberries than it does. In reality, the company's frosted strawberry toaster pastries contain 2% or less Of dried strawberries, dried pears, dried apples, and red 40, according to the nutrition label. Now, it just so happens that I have a box of strawberry Pop-Tarts from the pantry. I know. I know it comes as a surprise. This is the uh, 16 value pack, the toaster pastries value pack (laughs) of the frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. And I, on the back, it says, crazy good, no matter how you love them. And it talks about straight from the foil, toasted, stacked, or frozen. I will say, I've never had a frozen Pop-Tart. That does sound like something I'm going to have to try. But when you look at the Datos de Nutrition on the uh, side of the package, uh, it says a good source of 3B vitamins, which is great. And it also talks about uh, 370 calories. and But then you look at the ingredients, shall we? And as we take a look at the old box here, ingredients, enriched flour, wheat flour, niacin, reduced iron, vitamin B, thiamine monotrite, vitamin B2, riboflavin, folic acid, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, dextrose, soybean, and palm oil. With TBHQ for freshness, sugar bleached wheat flour contains 2% or less of wheat starch, salt, dried strawberries, dried pears, dried apples, leaving baking soda, sodium, acid phosphate, non phosphate, citric acid, gelatin, modified wheat starch, yellow corn flour, caramel flour, Xanthan gum, cornstarch, turmeric extract color, soy lectin, red 40, yellow 6, blue 1 color added. Contains wheat and soy ingredients. <laughs> so I guess really what she's saying is true. Uh, whether a toaster pastry contains only strawberries or merely some strawberries is basic front label information consumers rely on when making quick decisions at the grocery store. That's what the lawsuit reads. Strawberries are the product's characterizing ingredient. Consumers believe they are present in an amount greater than is the case. I mean, that's, uh, yes. The lawsuit compares Kellogg's product to similar toaster pastries from other brands like Walmart's Great Value and Dollar Tree's Clover Valley, The competitors also offer frosted strawberry pastries, but note that they are naturally and artificially flavored, according to the lawsuit. Big surprise, Kellogg's did not immediately respond for a request uh, and for a comment in this article. The lawsuit goes on to cite uh, the Illinois Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practices Act. Which says deceptive acts such as false pretense, false promise, misrepresentation, or the concealment, suppression, or omission of any material fact is unlawful. So we'll see what becomes of the old class action lawsuit against Pop-Tarts and its frosted strawberry and or regular strawberry Pop-Tarts without the frosting. And I will say the picture on the box really is kind of misleading in and of itself. The picture has the frosting almost all the way to the edges and the strawberry stuffing in the middle is a lot thicker and almost the entire portion of the pop tart. That's really not what it looks like. (laughs) I mean, I know that we're taking pictures for advertising and we want food to look better than what it really looks like, I guess. But it is kind of misleading. I mean, you know what you're getting when you get a Pop-Tart, right? It's not, you're not looking for fresh strawberries in the middle of this baked piece of goo. (laughs) But uh, it's a little misleading. So good luck. Good luck to Anita Harris in the Southern District of Illinois. And I will say, uh, bringing this to the forefront may anger some people because, you know, this fake strawberry, it's not really fake strawberry, it's just the amount of fruit that's in a Pop Tart. My wife is allergic to fruit. But she is able to eat the strawberry Pop Tarts, which is why we get them, because that's her way of getting some fruit. <laughs> and I will say that she has, uh, she uses Reese's peanut butter cups with the Pop Tarts for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That really isn't a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it's her way of having one. So if Anita ruins this for people who are allergic to fruit, um, there's going to be some angry people out there. I don't know who you want to please more. Do you want to please people that can't eat fruit and are happy with pop tarts the way they are? Or do you want to please people that say, come on now, let's have a little bit more strawberry goo in there. I'll leave that up to you. So for those of you listening live today on the 25th of October, 2021, it's a big birthday day. I think, uh, Katie Perry was born today. Also, Pablo Picasso born today. 140 years ago, uh, Pablo was born. And my oldest son was born on this date, the 25th of October. Uh, So happy birthday to Elvis. But I will say Pablo was in the news because they sold a bunch of his works of art a couple days ago uh, for eh, more than $100 million. So Pablo is still making a little bit of cash. Uh, You know, Pablo is not. Making any money off of it. But uh, they sold uh, some of his artwork at uh, the uh, MGM resorts because, well, they wanted MGM to diversify its collection. They want to include more art from women, people of color, and emerging nations, as well as from LGBTQ artists and artists with disabilities. Now, if those artists were up to Picasso level art, great. If we're just doing it to throw them a bone, uh, okay. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, apparently, American museums and art galleries have been working to broaden their collections in the wake of the widespread cultural reckoning in 2020 over racism at all levels of U.S. society. In 2019, the Public Library of Science Study, huh, Okay, that's great. They studied 18 leading U.S. museums and they found that 85% of the artists on display are white and 87% are men. Those bastards. I can't take it. So the MGM Resort's Fine Arts Collection boasts about 900 works by 200 artists, including modern pieces by Bob Dylan and David Hockney, And it was started more than 20 years ago by Steve Wynn, who was the former owner of the Bellagio and former CEO of Wynn Resorts, Mr. Big Guy, who stepped back because of the uh, Me Too movement, I believe was Steve's issue. But now the art isn't good enough, so we're selling it off. Now it's still making some cash. So it was over $100 for the works of art that they sold, and they've still got plenty of art left. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The five paintings that hung on the walls of the Bellagio's fine dining restaurant, the Picasso's, the restaurant's going to continue to display 12 other Picasso works. So, they made a little over 100 million. They'll spend, uh, they'll buy some more art from the uh, people of color, women, emerging nations, as well as from LGBTQ and disability artists, disabilities artists. So I don't know what that art would be. If it's great, it's great. If it's not and we're just putting it up there because it's part of this community, I don't know who wins that fight. I I guess they do. Just make it good art, please. Make it good art. That's all I ask. Just make it good because i fear we're just going to get into the hunter biden artwork plan where it's hunter biden so it's supposed to be good and we're just buying it for access to his dad we found out that uh, you know he's got his paintings on display in new york now for his new york city show and apparently three i mean it's busy it's busy there you can barely move around three potential buyers showed up to the uh, To the art show. (laughs) I guess there were a couple people that showed up that were denied admission to the gallery. Uh, There's no explanation of why they were denied. But uh, you can probably have a pretty good idea of why they were denied. But he did get three whole people. Come in and take a look at the great artwork that is Hunter Biden. I'm sure one of them will be hanging up at the Bellagio soon. Can't wait for that. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So good. So, so good. So plenty of Ed Sheeran in the news. Uh, He tested positive for COVID-19. He is self-isolating. He said that uh, he left a quick note, said he's going to continue to give planned interviews and performances from home. So he apologizes to anyone that he's let down. Be safe, everyone. Um, you know, sadly tested for positive for COVID and now I'm self-isolating and following government guidelines. It means that, uh, I'm now unable to plow ahead with any in-person commitments. So I'll be doing my best to, to keep my planned interviews and performances from my home. It's so weird how people feel like they've failed when they test positive for COVID. I really, it's really a strange thing. Um, I know he apologized for people that he's let down. Uh, I guess that just means, you know, for the people that he was supposed to see in person and, and do interviews and stuff. He just started a new record label and you know, he's, you know, really busy. So I guess that's what he means, but it's really strange how people, when they get COVID, they feel like it's a, it's an embarrassment that they've let everyone down by catching this virus. It's just, Strange to me, that's all. And I know that Ed is in a big squabble with Elton John right now. Uh, Elton uh, and Ed are collaborating on a Christmas song. And he was supposed to be Secret. And Ed was on some Dutch radio station. uh, NPO Radio 2. I love NPO Radio 2. uh, The Dutch radio station. And he he announced that he was going to be doing this Christmas duet with Elton John and Elton was kind of pissed. He was saying effing big mouth. Uh, he was supposed to keep our secret uh, about the collaboration, but uh, now it's out there. Well, and you know, so the squabble is on and I guess Elton had gotten a hold of Ed and they've been working on a Christmas thing. It was going to be a special Christmas release. And so Ed, uh, you know, inadvertently talked about it on a radio interview. I find that hard to believe. I feel like it's a made up fight just to do a quick test, you know, dip your toe into the water of uh, well, I'll just mention it and see if it gets any traction and see what people think about it. And it's going to be huge. You know it is. So I feel like this is really just kind of a made up fight. And Elton is like yeah, just do it and then I'll be pissed and then we'll finish up the record. Ah, It's just me though. Okay. I did watch Dune this weekend on HBO max. I did not traverse to the theaters to watch it. I maybe, I maybe I should have because the sound probably would have been better. Um, I, we watched it, you know, watching it in my living room. I've really found that, um, and maybe it's just my, uh, screen, my television in our living room. But, but, whenever we watch a movie on hBO Max that was released um I mean I have to turn that volume I know I'm deaf I know I'm deaf I get it I've had headphones in my ears and on top of my ears for a hundred years now and you know my left ear is almost i mean it's completely well it's not completely deaf but it's pretty close I mean with if you're talking to me into my left ear it sounds like that's what you're doing this. You're talking about this is good. my right ear is still Pretty good. <laughs> but if I'm laying on my right ear and you're talking to me, I find stuff like this. I can't tell what I do. I know. I know. But so I need to, you know, kind of keep that right ear toward you. But uh I just was, I have to turn it way up, and the audio coming through is just weird. And I saw a post from someone who said uh, uh, they were not unhappy. With the Dune movie. And it was uh, Charles Ayers. Who uh, put up on Twitter. The sound sucked. Watching on HBO Max. I could not hear the dialogue. And still pounded with extreme bass. Through my speakers. So maybe it wasn't just me. Perhaps it was the actual. HBO movie experience. I maybe mean, they're forcing me to go to the theaters. Bastards. Because Dune did pretty good. First weekend. I think they had like 40 or 50 million And, uh, you know, we'll see. This was part one. We'll see if part two ever gets made. I mean, I don't know how much money they have to make to actually okay part two. As far as I know, part two has not been rubber stamped to be made yet. So we might be waiting another 18 years before we see Dune 2. And it was okay. You know, it was all right. Whatever. I mean, it was fine. And what's her face? I mean, there's a couple people in the movie that are, you know, pretty good-looking humans. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about Zendaya and Rebecca Ferguson. You know, you had Jason Momoa and uh, Timothy Charlemagne. And so, I mean, it's some it's big names: Josh Brolin. And uh, Stellan Skarsgård was in it. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of characters. And it was, I don't know. I didn't really. That's my that's my review. I didn't really. Yeah. That's it. It didn't stop me from watching the whole thing. All the way through. And I felt like, oh man. When does... I, I was ready to watch. I really was ready to watch uh, 2 right then. So let's get to it. Let me, you know, I'm sold. Rubber stamp it. Let's go. And I'd like to tell David Chase, uh, David, you're welcome. Uh, I hear where, I read where you're in talks with HBO Max and Warner Media to create another Sopranos prequel series on HBO Max. I told you that was going to happen right here on Chewing the Fat. Hello, they left the movie perfectly for it. And the series would be much better. And they could do so much more with it. And they could take it from where the movie ended, The Many Saints of Newark, where the movie ended, right up to, you know, where The Sopranos started. And those years pre the prequel from where the movie ended up until The Sopranos started, there's some great stories that can be written in that window. And it'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun. With all the characters, it would be awesome. So I would count on that happening, and that'll be another another big hit. And you don't forget that we have, we have uh, HBO's got uh, Succession up and running, and I have not seen episode two yet of the uh, new latest season because I had you know Walking Dead, Fear, and World Beyond last night. So today is my day to catch uh, Succession. So I'll give you a review. Tomorrow on uh, Chewing the Fat. Don't forget, uh, Talking Walking Dead is uh, by the time you're hearing this show, if you're if you're listening to it right now on uh, the 25th of October, the new show is out, Talking Walking Dead with Jason and the Maximus, my son. So Jason Buttrell and Maximus Fisher joined me in Talking Walking Dead, and uh, that was a, a really fun episode that you can go back and listen to, or maybe you've already heard it, and now you're listening to Chewing the Fat. Ha! So. Either way, enjoy it, and don't forget to follow me. As long as I'm, you know, hawking my wares, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio, and you can help me raise some money for our rescue by uh, shave a head, save a human, and I'm just trying to raise six thousand dollars to uh, save a life. Uh, they it costs six thousand dollars to help survivors for a year. After they're rescued from our rescue, they help them transition. And for legal documents, medical, travel to home country, food, water, lodging, transportation, education, vocational training, uh, it costs $6,000 per survivor for one year. And I'd like to raise uh, at least you know $6,000 to pay for one year for one survivor. And I'll shave my head if we raise that money. Okay, so the link is in my bios, on my social media accounts, and donate what you can and help, you know, a survivor of human slavery, human trafficking, that O-U-R rescue. And they do such a tremendous job. And you can just uh, donate. And I'll shave my head live on Instagram and Facebook uh, coming up in November. I believe I said the date would be November 19th. So let's hope uh, let's hope you uh, get me to $6,000 before that point, And then I'll shave this hair off my head which I am tired of let it grow this is the longest my hair has been in a long long I, I probably forever although I let it grow pretty long in the 1800s when I was crossing the country headed out west for the gold rush but uh, and then I you know shaved it off once we got out west so it's probably it's the longest um, it's been since the 1800s so help me uh, raise enough money so I can shave it back off again So I thought I'd uh, start a a new segment here on Chewing the Fat and just call it, uh, well, for the lack of, you know, an actual title. We'll just call it Weekend Emails with Jeffy. (laughs) So every weekend, you know, I leave here on Friday. I leave you with Friday's show. Uh, Sometimes it's Fat Pile Friday. Other times it's, uh, you know, a regular Chewing the Fat show. I try to get in as many stories as I can, and, and all week. And there's just so much stuff every day. So, well, so a lot of times, all during, uh, you know, even Monday through Friday, but specifically during the weekends, I try to, you know, watch stuff, get caught up on things. I have sporting events to watch too, you know, and so I just read headlines and stories, and I send them to myself, and I just email them to me, and so you know, come. Sunday night, Monday morning, I look at the emails and go through and get stories that, you know, may work for the show, may not work for the show, but it's good to know because I don't know if we're going to talk about it on Pat during the week on Wednesday and Friday, or if I have to, you know, if there's ever an opportunity where I have to fill in for Pat or be on Pat's show or fill in on Glenn or be on Glenn's show. So I like to, you know, have stories in my head so that I'm able to talk maybe not, maybe not intelligently, but I know about the stories when we talk about them. So I thought I'd share, these are the emails that I sent myself, most of them from Friday to Sunday that I just sent to myself. All right. I just, Oh yeah, I've sent them to myself. This one is called Alec shooting safer. And then the next one is called Alec. And then the next one is called Alec Baldwin. And they're all just talking about the shooting on the set of Rust and some of them are how horrible it was. Some of them are talking about, you know, obviously the the photographer, the head of photography, cinematography who was shot and killed and the director who was shot and how bad it was. And then there were stories about the prop, the head of the prop uh, department was the daughter of Uh, some big Hollywood prop guy, and she didn't think that she was ready to do her own movie. I don't know if that's true or not. I just remember reading, uh, delving into the story real quick before I just emailed it to myself. And I just, you know, there's so much going on. So sad for the families of this. We've heard from actors who say, how could this happen? Protocols weren't followed. I mean, that's clear, right? It is an accident, and many protocols weren't weren't followed but to think that you would never be on a set a movie set and not point a gun at another human being or a photographer as you're filming is silly in my estimation of course you would you're filming you would they talked about him filming they were filming a shot where he was supposed to shoot into the camera look into the camera that's the what happens so sadly and it was you know uh, uh the weapon was you know had real bullets in it or there's a way for fake bullets to fire and so you know the investigation will come true but it's very you know it's a very sad situation next email january 6th uh, is the title of the email and the email talks about a black man given longest sentence over capital riots even though he didn't go Well, that's good. That's good, right? He was in D.C. He just didn't go over to the Capitol at the time. And he posted some some stuff on uh, social media that, oh, my gosh, is the end of the world. And we can't have that. And then I have the next email in line is wife killer. What a fascinating story. And it's just a story about this guy who (laughs) killed his wife. And it happened like, I don't know, 35 years ago. And he then uh, was tried and convicted, and they didn't have a body, and he never admitted to it. But the explanation that they showed in court, finally, uh, that they finally busted him on, um, the body washed up, I think, if I remember the story right, Partial, partial body washed up, and that's when they eventually took him to trial, but he had a whole other life. He married again. He had a couple of girlfriends, a couple other girlfriends thought, Ooh, no, this guy's too weird. And then he went to Vegas and he found another wife and they moved to Wyoming or something. And he spent all these, all this time free after he murdered his first wife. And it was like 35 years ago. And they finally, and now they tried him, put him in prison. And so he never admitted to it. They got him on, uh, the jury convicted him with the evidence that they had, and then I guess he has finally now, in talking to, uh, in talking either to the parole board or he was talking to someone, then he admitted to actually killing her. So it's it's all better now. We know we know he actually admitted to it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, I sent this uh, to myself just uh, as an update because you know I I also work a little bit with uh, Jackie Daly and the Jackie Daly Show on the Blaze Podcast Network. Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, says aiming for zero carbon emissions by 2060. I'm sure they'll get there. Don't worry. I know. Look, the Kingdom, one of the world's biggest polluters, <laughs> said it would join the global effort to cut methane emissions by 30 percent by 2030 and. Saudi Arabia's target to reach net zero emissions by 2060 through its circular carbon economy approach. That's what Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman or Salman, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman said in a recorded statement uh, at the Saudi Green Initiative Forum. So that's good news coming from Saudi Arabia because man, do we want that. Don't we? Uh, we have uh, one story I sent to me plain hair. There's a picture of a lady with really long hair in an airplane, and the hair is hanging over the back of the seat. <laughs> I don't know how much water or soda I would dip the hair into if it was hanging in front of me, but I would definitely accidentally, you know, pull on that when I pushed ahead on my seat. Something had to have happened. Uh and, and and I'm guessing that it's real. There's a picture there that uh, went out and it said it was uh, you know, there was no no message of where the woman was headed or what plane she was on. It was just a picture of, of her in a plane and it was called plane hair. So it's really uh interesting. I I, I I can't people are so rude sometimes in public like that. It seems like that that really wouldn't happen. I feel like that maybe the woman in front knew the guy in back. So it was just kind of a bit, you know, where she puts her hair over the back of the seat like that. And he snaps a picture and calls it plain hair. And, you know, they know each other and it's not a real situation of that happening. But if it is, holy cow, that's, uh, that's not good. And, uh, you'd have to, You'd have to dip it into something, right? You'd have to. You'd have to. You couldn't just let that stand or hang. You just couldn't. Uh, Cargo Force uh, just won a $100 million postal service contract for Priority Mail. Congratulations to them. Uh, The U.S. Postal Service apparently is now adding 45 new facilities and 40,000 seasonal workers to handle peak shipping during the holidays. Well, I hope they find the employees to work. There's plenty of other places saying they've got thousands of job openings and they can't find the people to work. So hopefully the United States Postal Service will find those 40,000 jobs that they're going to be listing. I I know that what's going to happen, though, is we're pretty much going to go to robots, right? I mean, I just read a story that I sent to myself not long after that about Greece using robots in their postal service to boost speed. And they have these uh, 55 small four-wheeled autonomous mobile robots powered by AI, and they glide through the sorting center in Athens, and they speed up the process. Now, according to this, up to 80% of the parcel sorting has been handed over to the robots. All right. And the process is up to three times faster. Okay, now according to Athens Postal Service or the Greece Postal Service, the purpose is not to replace human workers with robots, but rather to augment human workforces and make them more efficient. Oh, okay then. No problem then. You continue to use those robots then, okay? All right, good. And then I sent one... uh, Gabby and Brian uh, I was just talking about Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry again uh, they're calling for uh, one forensic pathologist called uh, where Brian's body was found odd and then I heard a report somewhere that talked about how they said it was him with dental records but another report is claiming uh, that the DNA was inconclusive so So is it really him? Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, right now, everyone believes that it is, right? So, okay. If you believe that it's him, you go ahead and keep right on believing that. Okay. And then I sent another, we'll add this up. I've got uh, just so many emails that I send to myself all the time. Uh, The uh, What's Her Face video, Kathy Griffin, where she posted uh, being naked. Waving herself in front of the beach up on a patio, and uh, you know, it was tagged with from her account saying, uh, Hello, boys. And everyone was saying, Oh, God, stop it. And I saw where Elijah was talking about what makes men turn gay. (laughs) And then they were trying to say that it was Carrot Top in the video, not Kathy Griffin. I think you can see in the video though although it's funny that it's carrot top uh that you'd think it was carrot top pretty much you could see the jiggle of what could possibly be a female breast underneath the arm when you can't you know I, and I don't think carrot top has that I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure that carrot top doesn't have that type of breastage you know for the world to See, you can't quite make it out, but you kind of can, um, if you look at the video. And I, look, I'll play it for you uh, right now, and you can see. Go ahead, can you see? Look, oh, it's right there, right there, just underneath that left armpit. You can kind of see where it would be a a non-carrot top chest. You see it. So the New Zealand Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern, when asked by a reporter if she was creating two classes of people by letting the vaccinated receive special privileges, you suppose her answer was, "Well, you know what? Here's the uh, here's the press conference." So you basically see. It. This is going to be like, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see like this, the two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is. So, yep. 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 That is what it is. Yes, that's what it is. I mean, the press even tried to give her an out. Uh, It probably doesn't seem like this, but, you know, I just want to get it off. I mean, you're creating, you know, two classes of people. Yep. That is what it is. Oh, Okay. So that's in New Zealand. Things happening uh, here in D.C. under this administration and President Joseph Robinette Biden. He admitted he has no near-term or long-term solution for high gas prices. He said it's going to be hard. Oh, no. No, it's not going to be too hard. Uh, President Biden has delayed release of the JFK assassination files until... 2023, or nearly 2023, uh, it's the COVID-19 pandemic. We can't we can't release these files during the pandemic. Not sure why, but apparently that's the case. Uh, we know now that uh, President uh, Biden has spent more time away from the White House than Donald Trump did in his first year. Huh, weird that we just saw that happening, but I guess now it's a fact since people actually looked into it. Uh, We also know now that uh, COVID hospitalizations rise in the North and drop in the South. Oh, I thought releasing those restrictions in the South was a death knell, but no, it doesn't appear to be the case. Uh, The DHS uh, has uh, admitted and it's shown in records that they are building a security fence around President Biden's beach home. Huh. So let me get this right. A border wall Protecting the country doesn't work, but a border wall protecting his home does work. I wonder why they think they need to build a fence around the president's beach home. I wonder what they know is coming to fruition that we don't. Huh. Maybe because we're building two classes of people like they are in New Zealand and around the world yeah, I, I don't think that's it though Nah, Never mind, I'm just talking off the top of my head I don't like to get into too much Politics here on Chewing the Fat anyway But there is finally A protest I can get behind Okay? Italy has a new national Airline uh, ITA Airways took to the skies last week But all is not Well The former Alitalia flight attendants Uh, protested this week against job losses and pay cuts in a particular way that I think, I mean, we can all get behind it, right? Uh, They protested at the uh, center of power in Rome that's uh, been there for about 2,000 years, and the square was um, designed by Michelangelo, and about 50 former flight attendants, female, turned up at the Alitalia uh, at the protest in their Alitalia uniforms, and then proceeded to stand and remove their clothing right down to their underwear, chanting, we are Alitalia. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's a protest I can get behind. <laughs> now, apparently, and it actually is a, a Pretty good cause when you read about what they're protesting. So of the 10,500 employees, 2,600 have received a job from the new ITA Airways. Oh, okay. And according to the new employees, uh, it has not uh, been the greatest deal for them. So apparently... Those who did get a job with the new airline have seen their seniority drop, received a pay cut, and are not told far enough in advance when they will work. ITA president has said that all employees agreed on the terms of their contracts and the threats of a strike are a thing of national shame. So, yeah, man, anytime you can get female flight attendants, former Female flight attendants to strip down to their underwear. That is a shame, isn't it? A real shame. <laughs>